Bloomberg survey of a top of 1,000 of the top 10% of U.S. earners turns heads this week uh, because a quarter of the respondents, all making 175,000 a year, identified as either very poor or poor or getting by, but things are tight. Over half of those surveys, dubbed the regular rich, said they worry about money. The objectively wealthy grappling with being subjectively poor provides quite the snapshot of this moment in American history. It captures how the increased cost of everything, from cars to tuition to groceries, makes it harder to build wealth. How rising generations are failing to attain their parents' financial security, and how social media impacts perception, fueling lifestyle comparisons while making the ultra-wealthy class more visible. But even for the comfortable, the goalposts keep moving. There are always the Joneses to keep up with. Take the latest trend on super yachts, for instance. Don't have your own submersible on board? Well, you're practically a peasant. This is gobbledygook. This is nonsense. The objective wealthy grappling has pointed out that the increased cost of everything is the problem. There's no mention in here of rising credit card debt. There's no mention of what the average car payment is. This is highlighting we have more and more people who just aren't willing to be patient. I like to get behind the problem of the problem of the problem, and this is just highlighting that people are griping about making $175,000 a year. Inflation sucks, Dave. I got two teenage boys, and yeah, my grocery bill's gone up to feed those guys. They yeah. eat a lot of food, but I have margin, and if I don't have margin, I can make margin. This yeah. kind of stuff makes me so angry. Daveonomics. Inside my household, mm-hmm. Trump's Bidenomics, of course, outside my household. I like that. I can control what's inside my walls enough to where if Biden screws up the economy, hint, hint, then I can still be okay. Hint, hint, right? Yeah. So, no, we're not going to increase. We're, the increased cost of everything did not make $175,000 people feel poor. Yes. Um, you know, what made them poor was $1 trillion in credit card debt, $1.3 trillion in car debt, and $1.7 trillion in student loan there debt. There it is. All of those with a T, trillion. Mm. Count that with me, boys and girls. That's a lot. So, yeah, they're, they're so far in debt they can't breathe. And then, yes, they're comparing themselves to, uh, to, the, to people on social media. And comparison is Rachel Cruz says this is a great line. Yep. In her her book, love your love your life, not theirs. Mm-hmm. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's right. And that's what we're talking about here. That's exactly right. So social media made these rich, whiny brats yep. who can't seem to manage the person in their mirror comparing themselves on Instagram to other rich whiny brats, be- sizzle reel, best of picture, is uh, causing them to feel like they don't have any money. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. So getting by on $175,000 a year. It's a case study every day on the show. You know, We did, help people get through that. The book Baby Steps Millionaires, where we talk about all the people that became millionaires, one of the things I point, had to point out in that book, because we run into it so much, I did an entire chapter on this. A million-dollar net worth is not a billion. No. A million is not a billion. So let me help you with this. Billionaires have private jets. Millionaires do not. Mm-hmm. Billionaires have four houses. 
Millionaires have one. Billionaires have seven cars, including a Lamborghini. Millionaires have a used pickup. Yep. That's correct. Okay, so people think, well, when I get to a million dollars, I'm going to be flying private like somebody on an MTV thing, mm-hmm. right? Is MTV even still open? And is that a good still question. Is, is it? Is it still uh, on the air? Apparently, it's still on the air. Still on the air. It's still on the air, but I doubt there's much music on it. Like there's four people on it now. Yeah. It's kind of gone the way of CMT. It just buried itself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But anyway, they, um, yeah. So anyway, the, you, you know, when you see the rich and the glamorous and the famous, what you're seeing are billionaires, mm-hmm. not millionaires. And so to compare yourself as a millionaire, which is wealthy, there's only about 14 million millionaires in the United States. That's all. Mm-hmm. And to compare yourself with the billionaire as a millionaire and thereby declare yourself feeling poor, well, it's, it's, you know, of course. So that comparison is the thief of joy. You're right, Ken. You're exactly right. I mean, the opening of this article, and, and this is, this is we've got to pay attention to this, folks, because this kind of stuff right here that, oh, I don't feel like I've got much money when I'm making $175,000. The problem is, is your feelings. You felt you needed a car that you can't afford. You felt you needed to go to a college that you couldn't afford. You felt a lot of things. And let me tell you where this goes, Dave. And I, and yeah, I, people this, told you your feeling mattered. Right. It doesn't matter. And, and so uh, here's where this goes. This is the kind of garbage. These articles are popping up more and more. This is where universal income starts to get a hold. Pay attention to this stuff. Just watch for it, folks. Because when I can't take care of my bills, then I need someone to come rescue me. And you got a bunch of people going, I can't afford my bills. Bail me out. Bail me out. Bail me out. And this this stuff is insidious for younger generations. That's the thing we got to keep our eyes out for. I'm telling you right now, we're seeing it tested. Several mayors in very left-leaning cities are testing universal income right now. And it's all because people don't want to have to deal with their own feelings and the mess they made for themselves. So well, they just I, go, take care of it for me. Let me tell you. Watch for it. Personal finance is not a feeling. It's a math thing. That's correct. And so here's a, here's a feeling for you. If you don't have the money, don't buy it. See, that's not a feeling. That's a principle. Yeah, it's maturity. And I, But I want it. That's a feeling. <laughs> And I'm going to throw a fit like a spoiled three-year-old on the cereal aisle. That's a child. It's a child. And I deserve it. You don't deserve anything. You haven't earned the money to pay for it. Come on. You, you know, don't tell me you deserve something. You don't deserve anything. Shut up. Call the ambulance. Seriously. If you if you deserved it, you could work and save up the money and pay for it. That's then right. we could say you deserve it. Mm. So people say, Dave, you need to quit saying better than I deserve. Better than I deserve is not a statement of contentment. That's a spiritual statement. I deserve hell and I'm not going because of Jesus. That's better than I deserve. Better than I deserve is a statement of spiritual grace. It's not that I don't deserve the success. I deserve the success. I've worked my butt off for 40 years at this. And now I'm an overnight success. Operating word, work. (laughs) I don't even have to for the last... Two decades, (laughs) but did it anyway. Hello.